and welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with, what is it like to start a new job? What do you do? What are the do's and don'ts? But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you've got going on. So my update this week is not really my update, but it's more of an update for my partner, Jordan. He is, well, he came down with COVID and... This was during the Thanksgiving weekend, so Friday. He was like, I feel like a, I have a tickle in my throat, but it might just be because I've been meetings all day and it's probably fine. At which point I said, hey, I think you should stay home and not go visit your entire family uh, this weekend at the cottage. And he's like, no, it should be okay. It's fine. I said this three times. Anyways, fast forward, he goes, he's feeling worse and worse by the day, but still not testing positive until the Sunday, at which point he tests a strong positive on the rapid test. Um, Fortunately, everyone else at that time was still testing negative. Then Wednesday rolls around and his brother texts him being like, oh, I just tested positive for COVID. (laughs) He basically uh was patient zero uh has given at least his brother covid and you know like that was kind of like almost for the better in a way because okay, i'm only saying this because he's doing pretty well like he's not as sick as jordan is but he he needed to be humbled you know like covid covid needed to humble him he was getting <laughs> a little bit too cocky so it came at a good time that's good um i remember you mentioned jordan's mom saying she never wants to get covid again yeah, um, she kind of like, because I did ask him to talk to her, like, hey, like, should Jordan come mm-hmm. kind of thing? And she was like, oh, it should be fine and everything. So we're like, well, okay. Um, she has been okay. She mm, has not been testing positive. She hasn't really felt anything. So that's always good. Um, Jordan's kind of the same way. He's like, if I didn't get vaccinated, I'm pretty sure I would have died. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So vaccines work, people. Hope hope Jordan feels better soon. Get well soon, Jordan. I know you won't listen to this, but get well soon. Okay. What's your update this week? My update is that I am sick, but not with COVID. I took a negative COVID test. Um Yeah, a test that could definitely come out as negative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a negative only, no positives loud. <laughs> um yeah, so I took a COVID test. It was negative because I was like, oh, my God. And I was listening all my symptoms to Wanda, and Wanda was like, um, that's pretty consistent with what Jordan had. And I was like, fuck me. I can't get COVID again. Um, yeah, I think it's just a really bad cold or, like, onset flu. I don't know what it is, but I am pretty sure I got it from this children's arcade called Claw and Kitty in Markham. Because there was a million kids running around. You're all playing like slots machines or like those arcade claw kitty claw machines thing where you grab a plushie. Um, oh, side note. Sorry to the podcast listeners. You can't see what I won, but I won a bubble tea. It's pretty cute. Oh, cute. How much did you spend on that? Don't ask. <laughs> you don't want to know. It's an obscene amount of money, but it was for a <laughs> birthday. We will not be going back. Um but yeah, I think it was just like all those kids. And then after I got sick, it was just like everyone decided to come out and say that their kids were sick too. 
Like Nick's cousins are sick. They're one of them's in high school, one of them's in university. My nephews are both sick. Uh, everyone on TikTok seems to be sick. Um, I was just telling Juana that there was a TikTok that was like, who the fuck gave everyone in Ontario this deadly cold? And people were like listen, listing all the symptoms that I had, like a stuffy nose, kind of a fever, like plugged ears, uh, runny nose, that kind of thing. And then my boyfriend, Nick, my boyfriend was like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's just seasonal allergies. And I was like, are you trying to gaslight me right now? This is what happened last time when you said it was seasonal allergies and I had COVID. Why does he always think it's seasonal allergies? I don't know. I think he just wants me to feel better because we we're supposed to go up to his dad this weekend. And I was like, ooh, if I'm sick, I don't really want to go. And even if I get better, I don't really want to go. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> because I spent the whole week sick. I want to catch up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, you've been pretty busy, like, every single week so far. I or, like, every single weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah. So he really wants us to be good so that we can have Thanksgiving dinner with his father this weekend. Mm. So Children yeah. of divorce. Yep. Got two Thanksgivings. Simply put, I cannot uh, put on this weight, guys. <laughs> Stop inviting me to your Thanksgiving dinners. <laughs> Truly. It's, I think it's okay once, but having to do it twice seems like a lot of work. Yeah, that's why my Asian family does not celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's why we don't celebrate Christmas either. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what's your beef or crush of the week? So my crush of the week is the book The World's Worst Assistant um, by Sonia. Sonia Movsessian okay thank you who she is conan's assistant and i heard about her book i think through a clip somewhere of her talking about it on the podcast that she has with conan and i basically thought nothing of it really i thought it might be interesting because like again like if you work for conan i feel like you have some juicy deets that you can spill and like as a byproduct i feel like you're just funny by association so I was like, okay, cool. Like this should be something like interesting for me to listen to. And the book was like surprisingly good. Like there was a lot of tidbits about like her life um, that I didn't really know. And a lot of tidbits about like Conan's life. And she also does a little bit of like spilling of celebrity secrets, um, which is kind of nice. Like she names people by name, which is that. always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like, there's a lot of like, life advice i guess woven into her book that is like really good like life advice and like it was very surprising because i wasn't really expecting something like that i was kind of just expecting like a haha comedy type story but like go read it it's very good actually go listen to the audiobook yeah it's even better yeah i think the audiobook by like famous or like somewhat famous people really give it that like razzle dazzle Mm mm-hmm you really have to listen to how they meant for it to be read i guess Mm -hmm. um i really yeah like you said i really appreciated the whole parts where she sprinkled in life advice because i thought it was gonna be mostly her saying like oh look at me i'm so lazy i know all of you want this job but i do nothing and you will never get this job 
So that was like pretty nice that she like, I think she's selling herself a little bit short. Like I'm sure she does a lot more than she put, lets on, but I think it's like her whole shtick. Yeah. I mean, it's like for the comedy, right? Yeah. Like no one wants to hear about how you're like such an overachiever and you're doing so well and like mm -hmm. you're so perfect and everything, you know? Yeah. I think it really like ties into today's episode too. But like we'll get into that. Yeah, truly. Um, as a side crush, and I have to bring this up for some reason, but there's this audiobook narrator. Her name's like Julia Wayland. And she does such an attractive like man voice that I am absolutely like in love with the person that is in my head when she has like her man voice on in books. <laughs> like she narrates um, like all of the Emily Henry books and she does such a good like guy voice. Hmm. I need all of you to go find a clip of it, go listen <laughs> to it and tell me that is not super attractive. Okay, I will do that. Okay, thank you. Nice. Okay, that's it. Um, what is your beef or crush of the week? Um, I don't really have any beefs or crush. I think beef was like the Libby app, but also maybe me because like we share a Libby account and sometimes like I can't tell or like, like I kept pushing like the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo on you and then I searched up the audiobook because I was like I want to listen to it this time and then like I put it on hold and I was like Wanda why isn't this already on hold I thought you were gonna get this and then you were like I, but I did and then it shows that you had it on hold and I was like but how was I able to put it on hold we have the same account so that's where I was like dang it Wanda's not listening to my book recommendations and then I thought I had put the world's worst assistant on hold and then I was like, what the heck? One us took my book. And then I was like, wait, maybe I didn't. Because I remember saying to someone that I couldn't find it anywhere. So I think I think the Libby app is my is my beef. Um, it also provides you books for free, though. So. so like not that much of a beef because it's still good. But also like I have a Kindle. Like, I don't know why I'm not using that. I don't know why I'm waiting. <laughs> so my own, I have my own beefs to deal with. <laughs> I have my own problems. I like, I mean, I only use it because I listen to audiobooks like exclusively. I don't read. So, like, that's why I wait. I don't know why you wait. I don't know why either because I read. Yeah, it's, um, I got issues. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, my Kindle is right here. Handy dandy Kindle. Love it. Airplane load. Airplane mode lasts forever. Um, my side crush is this comedian named Matt Reif. Um, he's kind of, in his younger days, he's a little bit icky. And he also dated Kate Beckinsale, but he's a comedian. And I've been watching a lot of his TikTok clips. And he seems like so charismatic. And oh, don't Google him. He's not that attractive looking. But it's like his whole like onstage like, appearance that I was like, hmm, he's kind of good looking. But he's like kind of too cocky. Um, I'll send you some clips, Wanda, so you can see what I'm talking about. But um, he okay. dated Kate Beckinsale when he was 21 and she was like 46. So that was a little bit weird. Um, what else about it? Oh, he was on Wild and Out. I think that Nick Cannon show. There's this clip where he's like trying to make Zendaya laugh. And like, uh, I don't know if, if any Wild and Out fans have seen it. 
but it's like he's trying to make her laugh and he like puts his hand on her and he's like Zendaya you're half black and I want to be black so like let's get together and make some beautiful babies and I was like ew and then her teammates like jumped up and came to her defense and he, they were like ew you can't touch her like that she's underage um like you're gonna get your like pimply fingers all over her so yucky but that was when he was young and now he's older so I'm hoping he has truly matured but he handles hecklers like really well and I think that's in right now because if you have seen, there's that comedian who handled that heckler very well when someone threw a beer can on stage or tried to throw it at her. She handled it very well. Anyways, that's my long-winded beef slash crush. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. He has an interesting bone structure that would make him probably like very model-esque. It's the very like Timothy Chalamet cut jawline sitch. Um, but... Other than that, I I know what you mean. His face is not all there. I mean, I guess that's kind of in right now, though. Yeah, I guess so. He has really nice arms. This is the whole thing where it's like, if you have a nice body, it's pretty hard for you to be ugly. Yeah. Nice arms. Funny. My weak spots. The bar is low, ladies. <laughs> the bar is low. <laughs> jk nick jk (laughs) moving on to today's episode um getting what is it like to be at your new job do's and don'ts um we actually both started like a new job not too long ago when did you start again september the first week of september after labor day nice i started about one week before you i think yeah but to like two weeks before you something like that um how did you feel starting off at a new job walk me through your emotions of the first week if you remember them so i guess like our onboarding process for the company i'm currently at is like first week you kind of just like walk around like not literally but like (laughs) walk around like the digital space and like look at all the documents look at all the tools just kind of play around get to know everything set your stuff up um because it is a games company there was the added bonus of hey just play these two games um and then the second week was like oh this is the meeting people week this is when we're gonna start getting you in a bit more meetings and stuff like that so it was very like a very slow onboarding process and like i didn't mind that because i was kind of like in a grind period okay this isn't the best thing to say but like i had two papers due um very soon after I think it would have been my second week of work. So I spent most of my days stressed out or not stressed, but like working on those and not really working on work. So like, I can't even tell you was like, like what I felt during those times, because it was very much like I was so focused on my papers that I couldn't, I don't like work kind of took a back burner at the beginning and like there wasn't really much to do. So it wasn't like there weren't a lot of expectations at the beginning. So it was very easy and chill. Um, What I do remember though, is like having like my first one-on-ones with like people on my team and stuff and it being like, Oh, like I'm kind of nervous, you know, cause it's like, I'm meeting them for the first time. Like, I hope I set a good impression. I always like hate when you just don't vibe, you know, and like the conversation so awkward. You start talking about the weather and it's like nonstop, like small talk. And I'm like, I just don't want that. So I always go in with, with like a little feeling of pressure. 
um, like meeting team members for the first time, but it actually went like really well. Everyone's super, super chatty, which I think really helped. So it's like, even if I didn't talk a lot, like they would talk a lot. The worst is when you're booked for one-on-one and they have nothing to say to you. And then you're like, well, I guess we'll cut this 30 minute meeting short. It was only 30 minutes, guys. Why can you think of something to say? Yeah, legit. Like that was kind of like my fear, but like both of my one-on-ones ended up going way longer than like the hour mark. Like I think they were booked in for 30 minutes and like one went for like an hour and a half and I had to book a follow-up one-on-one and then like another one went for like uh like an hour and 15 minutes and like we only had to leave because like we like had other meetings that we had to get to but like again like don't feel obligated to have like a super long conversation and like Mm -hmm. don't feel obligated to I guess exclusively talk about work in those like initial one-on-ones because it's like they want to get to know you you want to get to know them and like if you just right off the bat like start talking about work they might be like like who are you as a person like I don't really know you yeah that is um what I am currently struggling with actually oh okay go on only because I feel like when I'm the new person like you like right off the bat I'm not like very extroverted I think I think like it depends on people's like vibe I guess like if they're chatty then I'll be like chatty right back to them but if they're like not giving me anything then I'll like match the same thing so I think a lot of people are like also like right off the bat they're not going to be super chatty with a new person so because of that I'll be like kind of shy like I won't really contribute much to the conversation at whole so yeah so I feel like when I talk to people I'm like, ugh, we're not really, not that we're not vibing, but I'm like, how do I get you to know me on a personal level so that you'll give me more projects or you'll put me in on fun stuff? Um, and I think making professional networks is truly um, the hardest part of any job. It, Yeah, it truly is. Mm-hmm. It's like, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Like, yeah you just can't force it at times like if they're not giving you anything and you've really tried more than once uh, there's no po- like it, it just might be a dead horse they might just be there to collect the paycheck and go home yeah yeah i think uh that is a very valid point you shouldn't force it if you should just let it happen organically um but one thing that i do want to force is my interactions with my manager because I don't know about you guys, but I am very intimidated by my manager and I want her to love me. I want her to fear how much she loves me and give me all the cool tasks and that we can have a really open relationship. Um, I've had like managers in the past who have been like, who they have been like way too open with me. And because of that, like, I feel like my our professional relationship kind of suffered. Like they didn't really trust, not that they didn't trust me, but I just felt like I couldn't like go to them with professional for professional advice because I just like didn't trust their judgment anymore. Hmm. I shouldn't say it like that, but it was like they didn't have a clear work-life balance. So for example, like I would be like, oh, like this VP booked me for a 6 p.m. meeting. What do I do? And my manager was like, you should go to it. 
And I was like, what the fuck? No, I don't want to go to it. So at the end of the day, I did not go to it. I was like, I'm going to set a clear boundary. I'm not doing this. And then the VP canceled the meeting anyways. So, eh. so to each their own. That just wasn't my personal thing. And then I've had managers in the past who have been like, they didn't really know what they were doing. So it's hard to go to them for guidance. But my new manager seems like everyone goes to her. She is literally the go-to person. Um, everyone is like loves her so much. And I'm like, I am scared so much of you. I want to love you and I want you to love me. Does you, do you love your manager? Does your manager love you? I don't know if she loves me, but I mean, like, I, like, I like her quite a bit. Like, I feel like we have good interactions. I feel like she's very, like, she is scary in the sense that of how much she knows. Like, it's, like, she just says things and I'm like, holy shit, like, that's such a good, like, way of crafting that narrative or like that's such a good like question to like question or like thought to bring up to like get like the juices flowing and everything and it's like like once she says it I'm like oh my god that's like exactly right and but it's like why didn't I think of that you know Mm. like it's like how does she have like this much like knowledge and know-how in her brain and it's like how do I get there I guess years of experience too it truly is, but it's just like it just seeing it though, like it's mm-hmm. just like wow. Yeah. Um I guess like kind of the good thing is like she's very good at setting boundaries. Um so I work in PST time and everyone thinks that I get off at five PM um EST time, which is like there like two PM. So she's always like, Oh, like is that outside of your working time? Um, like make sure like you don't book Wanda outside of like 5 p.m. or something and it's just like it's kind of funny because it's like I don't really stop working at 5 p.m. because I start work a lot later than she thinks I do Um, but she's very much like don't work overtime I'm like if it's outside of your working hours like don't worry like there's absolutely no obligation for you to attend this like I understand completely so she's like very good at like making sure that for one like I'm not overworked and for two like if it is or like she's just very mindful of like time zones and everything that's very sweet that's good I think it might be just like a company culture thing like I think it's very unfortunate that I I think your last job just kind of had that issue yeah like my not my previous one but the one before that too yeah yeah I mean this one seems pretty great like, uh, yeah, I've had no complaints about the company culture. I don't like that people reply to my emails at 7 p.m., but, like, they put in, like, their boilerplate of their email, like, my working hours may not reflect yours. Like, please don't feel the need to reply to me, like, at this time. So I think, like, that's very nice. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, that might just be because, like, they took some time off during the day mm-hmm. to, like do something so they're like working so they're like they're making up that time quote unquote like later yeah in the exactly. afternoon and stuff so it's like yeah i like that i'm glad mm-hmm. they say that because i feel like if maybe they didn't have that people would maybe feel obligated to reply to it okay. how was your like first few weeks um it was a roller coaster like i think i joined and it was like very very slow And I kept being like, put me on projects, put me in coach. Like you could go through so much training with someone, but it's still like in one ear out the other kind of thing. And you won't know until you do it. And I'm very much like a do person. But it took like a while for me to get put on my like first projects. Um, 
And that was only because I had to go and like look for it. So my manager, like my whole team was like at a conference and it was like, they all had to be like hands on deck in Vancouver. And then yeah, everyone was gone. Then it was just me and like one other guy in the office. So yeah, so I was like, just like, hmm, what am I supposed to do here? And I met with someone who previously held my role and they were like, oh, your manager really likes it when you take initiative and like go outside and like do things. So then that kind of got in my head and I'm like, oh my God, I have to go find the initiative. I don't even know what I know. Like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. How am I supposed to take the initiative? Um, but like someone else said to me, like, your manager will only know as much as like you tell her, like she can't read your mind. So like, if you have any questions, like don't, you're going to look stupid if you don't say anything. So it's like very like conflicting messages, but I think like the best advice I would give myself is like, be you. Like, don't overthink it and don't feel pressure to try to look cool because at the end of the day, you're trying to do your job. No one's going to blame you. So is it like, did you end up finding like a, like an initiative like outside of what your team does or like? Um, no. So like I found an initiative where it's like, it was just my own thing to write. So my role is like in communications. So I did, yeah, so like I kind of scoped that, but it was still like within my, within my role, I think. And now I have like a lot of projects coming up and that's all because my manager has like assigned them to me and like give like put me on this project, which I'm very grateful for. So I'm like the communications lead for it. But I'm also like, ooh, was that bad that I'm like waiting for her to assign it to me. But like, how else would I get projects, right? Yeah, I... <laughs> That is, it's a yeah, catch twenty two. Like, yeah, I feel like you're still too new to be able to know what's going on yeah. and stuff. And like even in your current role, you just don't have the visibility of what they want done and everything. Like yeah. I personally um, don't feel like you should be out looking for like prowling for projects to mm -hmm. like work on because it's like you don't know what your manager has planned for you already. So you might commit yourself to something and then your manager's like, oh shit, like I needed your capacity to work on something else, right? So I guess it's like, don't commit to anything until you talk to your manager about it. Yeah. Yeah, I never know if I'm doing enough or not doing enough because I'm only on like three month probation right now. So I'm like, will I pass my probation period? I don't know. I mean, like, sorry if you don't but i'm pretty sure you will most people do pass their probationary period it's pretty hard to not pass your probationary period yeah, i'm terrified because like the week they were gone i was like i don't know what i'm supposed to do i'm doing basically nothing right now and i think that's okay i think there's always going to be like ebbs and flows of like work like some weeks are yeah. going to be really busy and then other weeks you're not going to be i think it's okay and or at least that's what they keep telling me oh okay i hope so too because <laughs> <laughs> like i like i feel the same way i always feel like i'm like i maybe it's because like school you know like school has trained you so much in the way of like you should always be doing assignments or like looking for like extracurriculars so mm -hmm. that you're always like kind of busy and stuff but it's like i don't know maybe a little bit different at work so it's like a different it's a different shift i guess yeah um I feel like, I don't know about you, but like now that I'm, I'm not like super new in my career anymore where I'm getting to the point where I'm becoming experienced. I'm like, 
now I don't need to be super ambitious and like and really like fire starter in the beginning. Now I'm just like I take my time, I do my own thing. I do I don't want to say the bare minimum, but it's like kind of those things at the beginning and then like I'll ramp up when I need to. I don't want to burn myself out yet. Do you feel that yeah. way too? Um yeah, I wouldn't say that like it's not because like I'm not no longer like trying to be ambitious or like I think it's just like knowing more work life balance. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh it was like a really big wake up call from from my previous role cuz I was like starting off like so ambitious, like so happy to be there and then like whenever something bad would happen, I would like really let it get to me. And then like 6 months into the job and I was like, "Man, I hate it here." So now I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to play it cool." Yeah. It's I think it's like it's okay like I think it's like take the time that you need for yourself like in the end like your job is just a job yeah like exactly it's, it's what you make it it's what you spend eight hours of your day doing so it's like you might as well might as well like it kind of yeah. no you don't have to like it but like don't hate it yeah you might as well, that's kind of it it's like like as long as you don't hate it I think you're okay yeah I agree too yeah because not everyone's gonna find it this is what i always keep telling people like it's very hard to find a job that you're gonna love i think it's it's like why people in their 20s have such like a difficult time like settling into maybe like their jobs or like just settling into life in general because they're like holy shit i'm not supposed to love my job yeah i think you kind of like grow up though in the Mm -hmm. way of like oh what is the job that best fits you you know and so it's like when you get trained in that mentality and then you grow up and then you're like wait a second like i don't love this Mm -hmm. and And sona talked about that in her book too what are her wise words of wisdom oh um how she started off like as a assistant and then she was like i'm gonna work my way up i'm gonna be production management like i'm gonna make it into the tv industry and be on tv and then each year passed and she was like, I am comfortable. I am okay with this. Like, I don't hate this. This is a great gig. She has a great gig. She has a really great gig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel, I guess, now? Like, you're kind of like over a month in. How do you feel now compared to when you first started? Um, I feel more scared for some reason. I know I should be more comfortable, but, like, there's still people on the team who I have not had one-on-ones with, and I think I waited too long because they were all busy, and now that they're, like, less busy, I'm like, ooh, now I'm too shy to have a one-on-one with you, because now I feel like I kind of know you, um, but I also don't know you, and I'm, am I wasting more of your time by having this one-on-one? But I don't know why I'm scared. Just said it. Yeah. Why don't I do that? I don't know why. I'm just so scared. I think it's like it's like the whole three-month probation thing where I'm like, oh my god, I'm not going to pass probation. Everyone hates me. Another thing, too, is like I want to make work friends. And that is very difficult when you're kind of hybrid. Mm-hmm. And for you, officially remote, how do you make work mm-hmm. friends? Talk to people on Slack, I guess. <laughs> Like, it's hard, though, because it's, like, I'm never going to be able to, like, just go grab a coffee with this person or, Mm. like, grab lunch with these people. So it's, like, you really have to make the most out of, like, asynchronous communication and also, like, 
have these like one-on-ones like pure like so I have like monthly one-on-ones with like almost everyone on my team and like I have like in those like we kind of just don't really talk about work like well I don't know gossip about work but it's really just about like finding out more about like them as a person and like their lives and everything and I think like those have been really helpful and just like staying connected with your team especially because you're so like a far apart from each other um like and like I made this comment being like oh like I want more one-on-ones because like I'm just so lonely here like being in a remote role which like I do definitely prefer remote role over working in person but then like the other person who is a senior on the team was also like yeah I am so lonely too so it's like I really appreciate like having these one-on-ones and getting to talk to other people that's so So, sweet something to keep in mind yeah 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 let's get that um no do it yeah I don't see why not what would you say are like big three don'ts of starting a new job don't come in changing or like don't come in immediately wanting to change things so like without even having to like without even getting to know the team the processes the company at all you're like guns blazing I want to change this this and this and this because that's how my previous companies did it or something like that like never do that in my opinion because you're going to ruffle a lot of feathers um and that is one of the quickest ways to get fired unless um, you're management no even then don't like so this actually happened at like Jordan's company I'm pretty sure where someone came in wanting to change a lot of things and they were quickly put in their place because uh they didn't really understand the processes and the infrastructure that had already been like put into place at his company at like this current company and why the things that he was suggesting wouldn't have worked or they were he was suggesting things that had already been done um, or tried at the company and it didn't work but you would never know these things unless you had already like you're already familiar with some of the things of the company Hmm. that's actually um i think that was a joke on parks and rec where you can tell when new management came in because like really major changes were happening and then they would quickly go back to their old ways because they would also be put in their place yeah and it's like even if your role is to like come in and change things i don't think it should be like right off the bat like this Mm -hmm. is like all the changes i'm like i'm gonna make because it's like like take some time learn about the company and everything learn about the people learn about what's already been tried like it's gonna save you a lot of like heartache in the end but like after that time you can start proposing changes and stuff and people are still going to be resistant to it but at least you'll have some backing yeah that's good What's another don't? Um, don't be scared of trying new things. Um, put yourself out there, I guess. It's like, even if it's something that you haven't done before. Like, I feel like this is kind of the situation where I'm running into where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I like all these things about my job. But then I have to go run like an independent study, like not independent, but I have to basically take lead on a study, which involves like things that I've never looked at before, things that I'm not really comfortable with yet. Um, So I'm like a little bit like, ooh, like anxious about it. Like, oh, like, am I going to do a good job? Like, um, like, how is everything going to go? Because it's like, it's not just like involving me, it's involving like a lot of other people too. So it's like, 
it's such a big impact thing for the company. What if it doesn't go well? So it's like, but I like have to do it. So it's not really me putting myself out there, but it's like something I have to do anyways. But it's mostly just trying to get over that mindset of like, uh, like it's too hard. It's something that I haven't done before. I'm too scared to do it and like trying to break out of that. So yeah, don't be scared to try new things. It's a good one. Um, and my last one, I guess, is like, don't hold yourself up. Um, if you're in a remote or hybrid situation, even if you're like not, like go talk periodically, talk to your the people that you work with, uh, make friends with people outside of your team. I have a coffee chat with uh, a VP of the company that I am scared shitless for, <laughs> but uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> how did that even happen? So we have this channel on Slack that randomly pairs you up. Like if you're in this channel, it's like a random coffee channel. And uh, it just so happens that this week I got paired up with like the old, uh, what would you call general manager now like vp of product or something for like the company so like all product game decisions go through him essentially and it's just like yeah i didn't think it would come so fast (laughs) yeah so talk to people in your team (laughs) and talk to people outside of your team yeah that's good yeah what are your three man I really like all the three you said, but I guess to like add on to your fear of that coffee chat is don't let titles um, trip you up. Um, Just because someone is like a director or a VP or something, don't be afraid to like email them. I know like in a previous, previous workplace, they were like very, I don't know if they put the fear of it in me, but like they reaffirm people's titles a lot where it made you like very like careful of emailing people and like if you emailed them then like you'd be kind of reprimanded but like that's not how it should be at all like just because they're like a vp or like director or something that doesn't mean you should be scared to even email them or like say hi to them or something i literally saw like my vp turn a corner and i like hesitated and i literally stopped in my tracks and I was like, wait, why am I scared? And then I just walked forward and I was like, oh, hey, what's up? So yeah, don't let titles trip you up. But I think that's more at me because I have something with like people in authority where I'm scared of them. So don't be like me. I think that's like very fair. I think a lot of people have that issue. I do want to add the caveat though, like make sure you like adjust your tone uh, yes. for when you're speaking to like emailing like a VP or something. Like don't be like, hey, what's up, bro? Like, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't say that to anyone at my work. <laughs> uh, so I joined a meeting today that was called Accessibility Bros. So, <laughs> um, this is what happens yeah. when you work with a company out west. <laughs> I think it's more of just like working in like a startup culture versus like mm-hmm. a more rigid structure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Big time that. Um, my number two is, um, I guess adding on to like, don't be scared of like trying new things, but don't be afraid to ask questions. I think asking questions is a huge thing because you don't know what you don't know. Um, and literally ask as many questions as you can. That's how you're going to meet people. Um, it's even like 
Even if you can't force someone to be your friend, you can still try to organically trick them into being your friend. And that's really how we do it here. Jordan calls that manipulation. (laughs) (laughs) And Jordan would not be wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, I I wish I could just trick everyone into being my friend. I just want to be loved so badly. Yeah, truly. Same here. I also want to add the caveat there where it's like, please use common sense, though. Yes. Like, some questions probably don't need to be asked. Yes. If you just think about it. (laughs) I had this, like, audit job, like, back when I was a summer intern. And, like, the main thing you have to work on is something called a deal sheet. And they treat, they train you that, like, right on day one, like, this, like, the holy Bible, the deal sheet. And then, like, we had, like, one month left of our internship. And another intern asked, what's a deal sheet? And then the trainer was like, holy fuck. And then they, like, look into what he was doing and stuff, his, like, back end things. And they see he's just on Facebook the whole time or, like, studying for, like, his course. And he was fired. Like, and it's, like, very hard to fire an intern because you're only there for, like, four months. So don't ask too many dumb questions. Yeah, I mean, he was so close. I know. There was only one month left, but, like, he's good now. Like, he's working at a bank. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah. Like, knowing what you know now about him, do you? are you, like, have you changed or are you the same guy? I'm still judgmental. Like, yeah. I'm still judgmental of, like, any, oh, it's all through like hearsay like through the vine thing like people in my year like who were on internship who got fired um yeah like you'd be surprised at how many people do not have common sense like someone was fired for like sexual harassment and stuff to another intern and like berating like a vp and yeah he was just like constantly like drunk all the time so don't I mean, I don't want to make this one of my don'ts because it's like very like obvious. Like, don't show up drunk and don't sexually harass your coworkers. I mean, apparently, commerce students need to hear that. (laughs) Apparently, it's not gone through enough during like your work training. That is absolutely insane. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone being fired from an internship stick around <laughs> you might hear more <laughs> yeah there's a there's a quite a bit of interns from my program yeah your program sounds great yeah, i should stop <laughs> them actually the, best the best yeah, yeah. <laughs> where are they now <laughs> yeah and do they actually get employed because it takes like a while to fire someone especially when it's like sexual harassment claims or like showing up drunk and stuff like my friend worked at that same company as the guy who was sexually harassing his coworker, and apparently his manager, it took like the months to build up a case against him. So, and he only had, again, two, three months left of his internship, and it was a 16-month internship. He was so close. Do, do use common sense. Yes, <laughs> please. Um, that's my third don't. Uh, I frown upon workplace relationships, so don't date your coworkers. I will actually second that comment. I will, yeah. I think it gets messy. You mm-hmm. can't, like, yes, it could leave to a happily ever after, but also it could lead to you guys making out in a stairwell and getting caught and 
getting one of you gets fired or i mean like sorry best example try guys <laughs> dating your employee when you're hr Not yeah them. or you the breakup ends poorly and the guy ends up being a stalker or something or like works in it and like frames you for stuff I mean, like, the world, like, in the world's worst assistant, she kind of talks about this, where she went on a date with one of her fellow interns because she thought it'd be awkward if she said no, but, like, she said no anyways because, like, he just wasn't really for her, I guess, and then he just, like, never really, like, associated with her again, and, like, like, nothing from him or his boss, so she basically lost out on, like, a lot of good experience because of this. Yeah, don't date your coworkers, guys. Don't fuck your coworkers. Don't date them. Yeah, just really like stay away from your coworkers in like an intimacy setting. Like you could be friends with them, but like don't take it any further than that. Yeah. Like I, I do know happy stories about it, but I also know some really bad ones too. And I think it's just like not worth it. Not worth the 50 50. Yeah, don't shit where you eat. Can you repeat that? You glitched up. Oh, sorry. Uh, don't shit where you eat. Yes. This can be said to many actors, too, who end up dating their fellow other actors on movies. See, I'm okay. I'm always, like, okay with that because it's such a short-lived, like, like period of time. That, okay, not like, movies. It- TV shows. Okay, yes. TV shows, I feel like. Ooh. The best example of this is The Vampire Diaries, where Nina Dobrev was dating Ian Summerholder, small, small, and right the first they... time. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can see the last name <laughs> in my head. Um, but they were dating, and they dated for a very long time. But then he wanted marriage, and she was like, I don't want this. And then they broke up, and then you could really see how terribly their chemistry was in the later seasons after they broke up so same with gossip girl same with um i want to say gilmore girls but i don't know which one did she date jesse which one was jesse again uh the bad boy milo vintimiglo whatever anyways off topic (laughs) (laughs) um is there anything that you wish that you had done in your first few weeks in starting a new job or even preparing for a new job or you did and you thought was really helpful? When I learn new systems and I think I like to think of myself as a really fast learner. So like when I'm added to like Teams channels or like documents and stuff, I go through literally everything. I'm so nosy. I'll scroll up through chat histories and stuff and I'll read what people are talking about. Um, and I like thoroughly stock like every single thing. Like, if we're part of, like, a group or something, I will stock it. So I think be thorough. Like, you can never be too prepared. I think that has always gone a long way for me. What about you? That is a good question, and I know I asked that question. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think you're already doing it. Like, joining the new thing where it's, like, that thing you're talking about where you get matched with, like, a new coworker or someone outside your team. I think that's pretty cool. Even, like, one-on-ones. I wouldn't have been doing that. You've been doing it. I guess it's like a lot of things is like also like 
special shout out to people who like introduced me to them in the first place where it's like you know okay i have this thing where like in my first two weeks i have like a different persona you know like whether it's starting like a new school program or starting like a new work thing where i'm like i'm more willing to try new things like i'm more willing to put myself out there Mm -hmm. and then week three or four rolls around and i'm like ooh, i I wish I did not commit to this. I have many <laughs> regrets. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yep. I am totally on board with that. Yeah. It's like when you make plans, when you're not like a really good like mood, and mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I could do things. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And then the, like time rolls around, and you're like, fuck. Like, yep. I don't want to do anything. Yep. Yeah. That's so funny. That's very, very true. Don't Don't commit early. Or maybe that yeah. is the best time to come in early. I think it, I think it might be because it's like there's a lot of times where it's like I commit to things and then okay so like we went rock climbing for Sally, Jordan, and Nick's birthday and like I just committed to it because I was like you know what like whatever right and then like the time rolled around and I was like oh my god I don't want to go to this <laughs> and I was like I can't back out though because it's like what am I gonna do send Jordan alone for his birthday like. <laughs> So I was like, okay, like I'm going to do it. And then I did it. I was like, this is actually like pretty fun. Like I actually really enjoyed doing it. So yay. So yeah, that is the best thing. Commit early. Get them while they're hot and young. Ew. (laughs) No, that's not the advice. (laughs) Get them while they're fresh. (laughs) Oh, okay. Like that's any better than hot and young. Young is like different. Like fresh is like you know fresh out of the like oven. Young in our plans. Okay, I'm sure that's how <laughs> people are gonna take that sentence. I sure hope so, or else I'll be going to jail soon. Yeah, what's his name? Like Matt Rife. Yeah, yeah. He's like what twenty? No, he's older than you. Okay, good. Okay, I don't go for people that young. <laughs> uh, any concluding remarks? Um, be you. Don't try to be anyone else. Be the authentic you, and you will do just fine. Unless you suck. Unless you suck, then it wasn't a good fit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, even then, it's like, if no one likes you, it might just, it might just be the company. Maybe it's not you. Yeah. But also, it might just be you, so. Mm -hmm. It might just be you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Go follow us on social media, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And go listen to us and like us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And join us next Thursday for another episode of Apologetically Me. Bye. Bye.